As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir only on LA Talk Radio. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm a licensed clinical social worker practicing as an intuitive psychotherapist. I would love to connect with you as my listener. Please reach out to me through my website, which is nolatherapy.com. My email is lisa at nolatherapy.com, and that's spelled N-O-L-A-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y, like New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy, where I have offices in both cities. Please reach out to schedule sessions with me in person or online where we can discuss what you're going through and how I can be your accountability partner to help you navigate whatever challenges you may be having. At NOLA Therapy, besides being able to schedule with me, there is a link to listen to archived episodes of this show and subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. I'm on iHeartRadio as well. And there is also a link to add your email address so that I can send you information about the book I have coming out in 2019 titled The Chiron Effect, Healing Core Wounds Through Empathy and Self-Forgiveness. I would love to have your email to be able to send you information as it becomes available. And there is a, a page for the book where you can enter your date of birth, time of birth, and get some astrological information that applies to healing your wounds of Chiron. Find that at nolatherapy.com forward slash Chiron or just through my main webpage. And if you want to support my work and become my patron, I welcome you to do that. And I'm grateful in advance through the crowdfunding campaign I have with Patreon. That website is patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. Moving to my guest today, in just moments, we are going to be with Wendy Yellen. And if you're at your computer and want to pull up her website, it's Wendy, W-E-N-D-Y, Yellen, Y-E-L-L-E-N.com. She supports people to heal, utilizing eidetic psychology 
And that's spelled E-I-D-E-T-I-C. And eidetic is an image, which is derived in a meditative-like state. And it gives us a snapshot of our current consciousness. About halfway through the show, Wendy is going to lead us through an experience of pulling up an eidetic image around an issue of our lives that we choose to be reflective upon. I'm really excited for that. So Wendy... um, was trained as a social worker at the Smith School of Social Work, and her life took some interesting turns that led her to eidetic psychology and working with its founder, Dr. Akhtar Asen. Welcome, Wendy. I'm so grateful to have you with us today. Thank you, Lisa, and thank you for that really thorough research that you did. I appreciate the specificity that you that you went to to help people understand what we're going to do today. You're welcome. I think it's important because this is such a unique and powerful tool. Um, I had to research it myself. I wasn't familiar with eidetic psychology, and it made immediate sense once I read about it. So can you share with our listening audience some about what this work is that you do with eidetics and how it helps people? Sure, absolutely. I'd, lo- I'd love to. And then when we do that experiential piece later, after about halfway, it's going to make even more sense. And I, so an eidetic image, like Lisa, like you said, it's an image that's deep inside of us. And it has, it can be vague or vivid. And it, it is not controlled. So this is nothing like a visualization. A visualization generally you have a way you want to feel or a way you want your body to be, and you move towards that image. In eidetics, we allow what I call the eidetic consciousness, which is a deeper part, a very, very wise part of our consciousness, to come forward through allowing ourselves to see an image in response to uh, certain directions, which we'll do later. So when these images come, for some people, they're very vivid. For some people, they're very big. And they always have feelings attached, sometimes really negative feelings, sometimes very positive, and sometimes just numbness and a lot of thinking. And then there are multiple, multiple, multiple layers of meaning. And the reason that it's so important to help, as you say, to help us heal is because there is the seed of what's holding us back mm-hmm. is contained, and we'll see this today, is contained inside the image, way beyond what the conscious mind would ever say so deeply. And even more important, the way to dissolve the obstacles towards connecting to our, our fuller self the self that is buried underneath the crust of our personal history. Mm, I like that. That story that we've created, the story our mind has created, our personality has created. So the eidetic image gets under that. Yes. And so often it's it's a story we don't even know we're telling ourselves. It's not just like, well, yes, I grew up in a, a difficult family life and maybe there was some abuse or maybe there was extreme poverty or maybe just nobody really saw me for who I was. But then you get to the insidious parts underneath it. Like, so for example, 
people get to a place that they don't even recognize because it feels so normal where they feel like, "Mm, I can't, or I don't want to, or "Mm, I can't have it. And this becomes not something they, they see that they're saying to themselves, right? It becomes something that we live in. So everything we do has that component to it. I can't have it. And it makes us hesitate. It makes, for example, I can't have it. Then there might be hesitation or really, really difficult when people start to collapse just as they're starting to move towards what they want. And this takes so many different forms. And the really interesting part to me about it is that, for example, my clients, the people I work with privately and in my mastermind, they look really good from the outside. Mm-hmm. But they, right? But it's yeah. the inside that they're, they're living in. And so they might have wonderful relationship, children, a decent job, maybe satisfaction in that job of some degree, but still, it just doesn't feel right inside. And the people that I work with aren't content with that. They may not know what to do about it, but they aren't content. So that brings me to something I noticed in in your work where you talk about how people will push away what it is they want the most. Can you give us some examples of that and tell us why that is the case? Oh, yeah. I think it's one of the most difficult things to watch in ourselves and other people. I I call it pushing away what we most want. So it seems so crazy when we do it. I also lately have been thinking about it as destroying what matters most to us. Mm. What are some examples of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you some uh, some stories. I'll tell you some for myself, and then I'll tell you some and some people I've worked with. So I've been with my husband for about 40 years, and when we first started out, I remember a long, long time ago, I was in some sort of very, very cranky, ornery mood, and he was, <laughs> and he his, he was open to me at that particular moment, even though I was being so cranky. And he m- motioned to like hold me, even put me on his lap. And you know, so much of me wanted that. I really yeah. wanted it. I, I could, and at the same time, I wouldn't let myself. Mm. I literally wouldn't let myself get nurtured, cared about, loved, touched. I, d- I just wouldn't. I was all like prickly, like a porcupine. And yet the other part of me was yearning for it. So there I was stopping myself from getting really exactly what I needed. Because that was, he was right. That was exactly what I needed. So that's one example. Another example And it may not look like that exactly for you, the listener, but some way in which you say you want something, we say we want something, and then we don't go towards it. So let me give you another very common example for people that I work with who want to have their businesses be even more successful. So, for example, many people, and I have been there too, 
say that they want to increase their business. They want more clients. Maybe they want to charge more. They want to be doing what they came here to do even better and with more financial reward. And yet, what are they doing with their time? On their phone, Candy Crush, I know, is a favorite with one mm. of my clients. They're answering, looking at Facebook, doing things that keep people busy, but not the things some part of them knows is what's really needed to make that business successful. So they, it's not a question of sometimes people have like a wonderful business coach. I've been there myself. Terrific business coach telling me some things that she was suggesting. And I would, let's say I needed to do them, let's say 20 times a week, just for example, and maybe I would do them once. And now I was paying good money to her and I trusted her and yeah. really liked her and felt seen by her. And yet, this is what we do. And then we have, a, then we have less success than we want, and we have, and we feel less than. Also, one other piece of that, that I just want to add, yeah, is that when we, when we do that, we tend to then blame ourselves. We tend to think there's something wrong with us, and. There's also, in this part, I also think is very insidious for so many people. We delay. We delay and we delay and we delay. It's such a fascinating part of being a human being. Mm. We, we know we have a finite time, and yet we almost never act like it. Uh. And then, right, we're in relationship, yeah. maybe elderly parents or... Our, our partner, our business, our children. It's always like we really act as if we have all the time in the world and we don't. But the way we do it is so tricky and it really hurts us. It destroys what matters. So as you're talking, Wendy, I'm imagining a listener out there because in my mind I have two kind of lines of thought going. One is like, oh, yeah, procrastination. I can hear someone thinking, oh, yeah, I procrastinate. And then the other side of my brain is thinking, well, procrastination is one thing. It's kind of the behavior that manifests outwardly, but inside, what does that procrastination really reflect? And so is that what the eidetic gets to is what is underlying, for instance, procrastination or fear? Can you address that? Absolutely. I love I really appreciate the way you put that. Thank you. For, and that I, yeah, there's a, the first thing that came to my mind was not where you went with it. So I'm just going to address that first and then I'll yeah. go where you went with it. Yeah. So the first thing is what I, the, what we do, what human beings do is, first of all, well, yeah, that's procrastination. And yeah, just maybe you hear somebody say, just do it or right. stop it. Yes. Or just put your heart. The one that I cringe against <laughs> is when people say, "Well, just put your heart into it." Oh. And the reason the reason I cringe, it's a great idea, but the problem is that if you could put your heart into it truly, not just surf- superficially or in your head, you would be. And the the mental direction to a person, well, just put your heart in it. 
if they haven't been able to, and they don't know how, is not, in, from my point of view, is not possible. Yeah. And what happens instead is it becomes some mental thing, which is, can't reach the deeper place that is happening within, let's say, the procrastination. So then let me go to the, the, your question that you yeah. asked. I'm going, to talk, I'm, I'm going to talk about one of my clients in my heart. I have a mastermind called Heart Plus Spirit Equals Breakthroughs Mastermind. The heart, not from, oh, just put your heart in it, but like a really deep, honest, full-hearted place that we're able to get to when we're not over-controlling ourselves and bashing ourselves internally. It's there. And then spirit, because I work with people in a very, whatever their spiritual beliefs are, whatever their connection to something greater, to me that's really important to support. And when you do those two together, right, right? So when you do those two together, that allows a breakthrough. So procrastination. I'm going to change some of the details just for confidentiality. So this woman, when we met, she was, thank you, she was in her late 50s, and she is an award-winning, multiple award-winning artist. Okay. But always always as a volunteer, never paid. Mm. Now, and, and she and her husband would really like to get paid, but it felt impossible to put herself out there in a paid way even though she was doing what a paid person would do. So what would happen, she went and she got trained in all other kinds of things that were semi-related to what she loved, semi-related to to art, sometimes very related. And what would happen is she'd take the training and then she wouldn't do the thing, even though the thing she was trained for, even though She was doing this because she was saying to herself, I want to get paid for doing something that I enjoy. But she could never do it. And this was driving her and her husband, like, mad. Okay. (laughs) And she didn't feel good enough. So to, to actually go get paid, you have to have a conversation. You have to put together a resume. You have to go have the, uh, you have to go talk to the person. You have to get interviewed. Then if you get the job, then you have to show that you're quote unquote worth being paid. And then you got to do it again. So it's not one step. Procrastination right. isn't just about the one step, right? Yeah. So what was right? So she, what was happening is that decades went by with this happening. So this is, if, if you want to, you can call it procrastination. She wanted to do something and she wouldn't do it. And what we did was we worked with all the ways we worked identically, which is very different than regular therapy. I, I've been a therapist. It's a different process. So we worked with all the ways that she had taken in, sorry, there's a train a couple miles away. It's okay. (laughs) So we worked with all the ways that she didn't feel worthy, Mm -hmm. which of course was going to come up in going forward. There were some things that happened in her history, some really, really 
sad and tragic things that made her feel like she wasn't enough to heal her family. I'll just mm-hmm. leave it like that. And so this would come up every time she would take or even contemplate taking a step. In the images, the images found, the images have their own mind. They have their own consciousness because they come from such a deep, wise place. And so as we worked with those images, she began from the inside out, just like you heal a cut from the inside out, she started to just naturally feel different and found herself doing things. That's really important. Found herself doing things that she hadn't been willing to make herself do before. Yes, because she started to believe in her worthiness, is my sense, and started to build that muscle within herself of being worth charging for her art. Worth charging, worth, worth receiving, worth having an interview, worth being able to talk about it, worth being able to take in that she'd actually received all these awards. And so as this muscle, as you said, kind of began to emerge, because this was a place, we all have that place inside of us. That's the thing I think that's so fascinating is you don't need, none of us need, in my opinion, more put into us. It's already there. Mm. How to get to it, how to dissolve the barriers to it, that's what's hard. And when you work with the images, then it's basically you, your consciousness taking you by one hand or two hands and saying, ooh, this is coming through for you. This is not not an idea, but this image is coming through. Again, this will make more sense uh, in our second half, but this image is coming through for you. There's more of you here. Oh, here's a place where you actually naturally feel yourself. Here's a place where you feel like enough. And then the connection to the image actually uh, supports that neuronal pathway to keep widening because it was there. It was just covered over. You know, I can tell our listening audience with us right now, you're going to be leading us through the imaging exercise within five to seven minutes at, at a maximum. And you had you had a one of these access to this that I did online with you walking us through. And I've done two of these on my own that that you have posted on YouTube. And the first time the the image that came to my mind left me with like an aha that was something that was more painful that I'd like to re- that I want you know want to release it was a pattern that I had, I knew it was there but I kind of forgotten about that it still still was operating behind the scenes and it was interesting yeah. how going through the imaging work um, as you were walking me through it popped up with this aha and then I did it a second time last night and this time the image it was a really positive feeling of love and which surprised me because um that's not what I expected to come up so it was just interesting to have contrasting experiences one where it's like oh okay I think that's been a block for me I I know it has been I see that now and then the second experience was wow like how loved I felt so 
Yeah. It was it's really powerful. So listeners, hang on with us to do you feel like you'd like to do that now and we can go to a quick commercial break or what are you led to to do, Wendy? I think let's do it as a whole. So if you want to move the commercial break now, otherwise let's wait till after so it doesn't get interrupted. Okay. So meaning like do the commercial, do the eidetic first, commercial after? Commercial first, eidetic after. So we'd have uninterrupted. Okay. Great. Then let's go to our quick commercial and I'll be right back with Wendy Yellen in just about a minute. Indeed, listening is the new reading. With Audible, you can listen to an unlimited amount of books at home, in your car, at the gym, anywhere on the go. With over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from, for you, the listener of all things therapy, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download and a month-long subscription for you to try them out. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy now and enjoy. Yourself and friends find a purpose in life, then you are in the right place and be a part of the crowdfunding campaign of patreon.com forward slash all things therapy with Lisa Ty here as she initiates a one on interaction with inspiring authors, healing experts, and spiritual directors. Join the League of Heroes of this generation by contributing your quota between a dollar up to a hundred dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. Let's make the world free of suicide, poverty, and depression. And in all, make the world a better place for everyone. Welcome back. I am with Wendy Yellen, a leading international transformational expert who is a practitioner of of what is called eidetics. Wendy, welcome back. And I'm excited for you to lead us through this experience. So please take over. I will. Thank you. Yeah. For those of you... For those of you who are listening, if you're listening, especially to the recording, you might want to pause with some of this because ideally we would take much longer here. This is an eidetic image, one of thousands. But I picked this one because it can be very revealing and very helpful. So a couple things to make this a very powerful experience for all of you. One is that you you can, as long as you're not driving, you can do this with your eyes open or closed. Two, it's very important to remember that you're not leading the image. You're not thinking about what you should or would see. You're simply following along with the directions. Don't worry if you don't see a lot of vividness. I didn't at all for a long, long, long time. And I still don't always. That's not important in this process. Vividness is not important. What's most important, and I'll reiterate this as we work, is that you see what you, what you, you look at what shows up when you hear the instructions and you let yourself experience it. You let yourself feel it. Not pushing the feeling, not trying to have a feeling, just simply experience what you see. And as when we finish with the actual instructions, and I'll talk about what could have come up for everybody because every single person's image here will be completely unique to you, and that's important. So first, think of something that is on your mind that you'd like to experience a breakthrough in right now. 
something that's important that it would be good for you and you'd be happy to have a breakthrough in it or a different feeling about it. Once you have that in your mind, now see the house that you think of as a home. The ho- see, excuse me, see your parents in the house that you think of as a home, the house you grew up in. Let the image just emerge, give it free reign, a mind of its own. See your parents in the house that you think of as a home, the house you grew up in, and look at the image and see where are they in the image right now and what are they doing? So this is where a pause might be helpful. Where are they and what are they actually doing in this? image right now, what your consciousness is showing you right now. Then, notice where you are at this moment in this image, how old you are. If it's from a time when you're, like, it should be from a time when you're growing up. So if you're an adult, let it go, go back to the beginning. So as long as you're still growing up, this will be helpful in this image. So see where you are, how old you are, and what you're feeling. What you're feeling in the house, what you feel when you look at father, and what you feel when you look at mother. It may be negative. It may be positive. You may feel numb. You may have a lot of thoughts running through your mind. The best thing to do is just keep looking and experiencing. Now, ideally, you'd take another two or three minutes here to see. For the purposes of the podcast, what I'm going to do is talk to you about what you might have seen. For some of you, that was plenty of time. For many of you, not even close to enough time. I'm going to go forward. So, so many, there, as I said, there are a couple ways that you might be experiencing. Let's say you see something positive in this image. Let's say you feel positive towards both parents. You, you see, let's say you see mother in the kitchen, for example. That's very frequent for people. See mother in the kitchen, and she's preparing something, and you feel warm and loved. Just for example, don't go seeing that. I'm just giving you an idea of what some people see. Or you might see your parents in the living room together, maybe watching TV. Sometimes people, very often people see something like that. And you're sitting there with them and you feel warm and protected and loved. And there's a tension there. Some people will be seeing that and you're feeling it. Now, a lot of people won't. A lot of you won't, but some will. And so the idea is for you to let yourself, instead of thinking, oh, I wish I felt that good right now, let yourself see and experience it as you're watching. Let your body have the experience of the gift that your consciousness is giving you, not as a fantasy, but as something that's actually palpably there. Now, many of you, and this was certainly the case for me for years, will see one or both parents and feel very negative. 
very often there might be a, maybe you see a, at the dinner table. That's one of the things I saw in the beginning. And there's tension at the table. And like, I remember really seeing my father then. I remember my stomach and not. And, or you might see uh, also, you might see your parents in different rooms. And every, everything about the house feels so separate and you feel alone and disconnected. And then you, maybe you start to drift and you really disconnect yourself and, and kind of float away. That happened with somebody I was working with today. Or maybe you feel frozen or afraid or any other kind of really difficult emotion. So it's hard, but let yourself See and feel what is happening in the image. And I'll tell you why. Because we are, even though it's the parent, we are not looking at history. We are, as long as you're actually letting the image do it at once, you're not looking at memory. You're actually looking at your consciousness, the way it is right now in relationship to the thing you said you wanted to have a breakthrough on. So let's say someone like the woman I was working with today, she feels disconnected all over her life and listless. And in the image, what she sees is that a couple of her family members are completely engaged, wildly engaged with something they're doing. And she's standing there watching this. She feels like a freak in the family because she's so not into it the way they are. And she feels so left out and she starts to disconnect literally and physically and emotionally. And she starts, she starts to literally like feel like she's floating away. And that's what she's doing in her life right now. So you want to really pay attention because there is a big, so what about what you're seeing? Now, I'll mention briefly, some of you just stayed in your head the whole time. That also happened. It was, there, it was more or less me in the beginning and had memories and thoughts and tried to make a metaphor and tried to analyze. So, my, so that is one way that the mind goes that we work with in identity. Because when you're in that place, you're always somewhere else. Now, people call it different things, the monkey mind, the overly rational mind, the conscious mind, and it's the way that we use that mind that takes us, if you're interested in a spiritual connection, that part of the mind will drag you kicking and screaming away from your spiritual connection, whatever your beliefs are. So we also work with that to help you have your own experience. Now, I said there is a so what. So within this image, some of you might have felt a desire to act within the image. Some of you may not have. There are inklings within the image, and this part goes beyond what I can do without seeing people's images and getting feedback, but there are inklings of how to reach more of you that is trying to come through in that image but cannot or how to connect now in your present time with those 
if you had them, those positive feelings that feel like something from long ago and that you wish were in your life much more right now. You know, Wendy, this, I think it was really helpful when you began the imaging portion when you said, because I noticed it, it helping me that for whatever image comes up, don't, you know, make it be something you think it should be. Because for myself, I had lived in a couple of different family homes. So when you first yeah. said family home, my my default is to, oh, let's go back to the first home. And then yeah. right when you said, just let it let it be what it what it needs to be what the image wants to inform you of. Then I went quickly to the second home. And then where I landed, which was quite to my surprise just now, was in a family motor home. I spent a lot of years, my parents had a motor home when they were married. And we would go on extensive summer vacations across America in this motor home that was like a home, which I have yeah. kind of forgotten about that. So today's eidetic imaging were my, it was myself, my parents, father driving, mom in the passenger seat. And then my brother and I would often sit and play in the bunk beds um, until my dad would be on some windy mountain road. And inevitably, one of us didn't latch the refrigerator or lock a cabinet <laughs> and everything yeah. would fall out, you know, like turning left, yeah. everything would fall out the right and um, so it was kind of actually a funny memory that I have completely yeah. forgotten about that my mom be like, yeah. oh, my God, who didn't lock the, you know, she'd start yelling. But then it ended, yeah. it ended up being kind of funny because, I mean, what does it matter who did or didn't lock it? At some sometime the locks would break and the shit would fly out everywhere. And, um, you know, it's kind of, it made me laugh today remembering yeah. that moment as compared to a few days ago when I did an eidetic imaging time with you, um, what came up was this profound sense of feeling invisible in my family. And it was very painful. And I realized that that's something I have felt in my adult life at, at times in trying to create a romantic relationship and feeling invisible to that person. And it was like, oh, aha, like as hard as that was to feel, I was so grateful to have that flash because it's like, okay, now, so then now, for example, would you work with the person on how to clear up this block of invisibility or, or how is it you take your clients further with what comes up? Yeah. Yeah. There's so much in what you just said. So one thing that you didn't actually ask about this, but I want to say, so yeah. there are, when a person simply spends time in eidetic images, I mean, when I work with someone, I, I come up with the core images that will help that person in this moment for what they say they want. And any eidetic image done well will start to dissolve the way we hold ourselves back. So I can't say that this is true, but it, could, it, would, it wouldn't surprise me if this happened to a client, what happened to you, which is a really difficult image that brings up something painful, but obviously true. And then the next time they would go into an image, a very positive feeling starts to naturally flow because that's the way our, our deeper consciousness, our deeper mind, our eidetic mind is constructed. It's, 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 it's that's where it goes. But the, the memories and history just regurgitate. So, what would I do? So just 
just being in that place starts to, to open us up to ourselves, like literally to have that contact, not so we remember to act a certain way, but so it just kind of comes out of us in a way that's surprising, really shocking sometimes. So what, what it, I can't explain it totally because it's very, it's so experiential, but the gist of it is that within, let's say the one where you said um, it comes up in romantic relationships that, that kind of, what was the word you usually say? Invisibility, not, but not being invisibility. seen. Yes, thank you. So, of course, if that's what's showing up in an image, in the house image, where we're seeing our own consciousness, even though it also looks like our parents, mm-hmm. then that, of course, is going to come up in, in our relationship. It would, that's such a quintessential, important part of being in a relationship. So we work with images to pick for that. I, I picked for that person based on a consciousness mapping that I do with my private clients where they have an opportunity to go beyond that held place where the invisibility, where they often don't feel like maybe let's say they could move or shift or be seen and to allow really it's to allow the, the mind to show you the way through it, but not the rational mind, the deeper mind. And that happens by spending time with, with certain images. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Does that make any sense? <laughs> it, does. it does. It does. It, okay, it, is it that it's, it's almost like a release, like a purging even of, of when an, an image comes up that, that evokes some, emotions that might be upsetting or distressing it's kind of purging See, that's why it's so it's so hard to explain because it's in my mind so much more well it's more than purging like one person i'll give you some phrases that people say to me i feel like i i feel like i'm coming to life i feel a quality of commitment to myself and what i want i'm not acting like I used to act. It's not the way it was. I don't think the same. I'm not waiting till the last minute. My heart feels huge. I stopped denying myself. It's like an anti-nervousness pill. I can turn on a dime where I used to spend months and not get anywhere. I can easily switch gears. I feel I have options. Those are the things that people just say just in conversation with me. Beautiful. Beautiful. What if someone listening wants to reach out, Wendy, to schedule a session with you or learn more since we're coming to the end of our time? Yeah, thank you for that. The best way, thank you. The best way is to go to www.myspiritualmanifesto.com. Dot com, And you'll, it's a free download. I just wrote it. It's really close to my heart. And whatever your beliefs, it, there's a story in there about a woman who wants both to play and have a successful business. And yet she can't do both. And it's driving her crazy. And then she re- she's really realizing she's acting exactly like her mother did in a way that was so destructive. There are stories about how to take ways that we take 
what we want in our spiritual connection and not just have it while during our practice or our reading, but actually have it infused into our life and not have such a separation. So my spiritual manifesto.com is from my heart to yours. It's truly um, like the top thing that I'm working with people on now to have a life that's congruent with their spiritual life, not just separate. And I, I like in your manifesto where you write about, and this is my paraphrase of a, of a portion of it, where we are, we are opening our hearts and minds to what is possible and just how that really feels expansive to me and instills hope and possibility. Yes. Yes. What would you like to leave us with, Wendy? I think that what comes to mind is that uh, I know if you're like me, you didn't come here for a life half-lived. So take that in and pay attention. That's beautiful. Wendy, thank you for being with us today. It's been such a pleasure, and I really love this work with Eidetics. It's powerful. Thank you, Lisa. You, I appreciate the way and the depth that you asked. Thank you so you much. You are very welcome. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. That concludes my show today with Wendy Yellen. She is a practitioner of eidetics, a powerful tool to get a snapshot of your own consciousness based on an imaging technique that she uses. Find her at myspiritualmanifesto.com or at wendyyellen.com. And before we're done today, I don't want this show to end without acknowledging the passing of Aretha Franklin. I was in some tears earlier to hear of her passing, the queen of soul, I think, touched most all of our lives through her music. And Aretha, just thank you for shining your bright light on us through your gifts of song. I hope everyone has a really wonderful week, and please tune in next Thursday as I bring you another guest. Bye-bye. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records.